This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1554. Three ways flashcards make you fluent forever with Gabe Weiner. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Jessica Beck, and today's featured guest coming to you from Portland, Oregon, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today you'll meet Gabe Weiner, creator of the Fluent Forever Method and app for learning languages. Listen to his tips for using flashcards and start learning vocabulary that you'll never forget. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, All Ears English listeners. Um, we have a very exciting guest today. Um, and you guys are going to learn some very actionable, I love that adjective, actionable steps that you can take immediately to increase your vocabulary and your fluency. So definitely guys, listen up and take notes today. So before we get to those tips, let's introduce our special guest, Gabe. Welcome to All Ears English. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So uh, tell me, what makes you an expert in using flashcards? <laughs> Gosh, um, I mean, I've learned a number of languages with flashcards and with many, 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 many flashcards. I probably made, God, 40, 50,000 of them at this point. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's, yeah. let's start here because it's nice for our students to have the proof that what we're teaching them actually works, right? So let's go back a little bit. What languages did you use flashcards to learn? And why did flashcards sort of revolutionize your language learning? So I got my French to level C1 or so on the European scale. After that, I went after Russian, got that to also B2 or C1. Um, wow. Then went to Hungarian, got that at about B1, B2. Then went to Japanese, got my butt kicked in Japanese. <laughs> went to Spanish for a while, got that one to B2. And now I'm back at Japanese. And I'm probably like B1, starting to verge on B2 now in Japanese again. Okay. So this is incredible. Now, your personal experience, 
using your methods to learn languages, this, I guess, inspired you to create this enormously successful app that you have for learning languages, right? I mean, that's, uh, yes. And a lot of that was from like being super frustrated with not being able to do it fast enough. I mean, when you're making sure. thousands and thousands of flashcards, the idea of like being able to save 20 or 30% of your time is really, really appealing. So. Oh, of course. I mean, all of our listeners are adults. They are between intermediate to advanced learners of English. And this is one of our priorities is to respect our students as adults, right? And recognize the fact that everyone is busy. So how can we exploit the short time we have (laughs) to learn as much as possible? So to your mind, flashcards are a big part of that. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about this app you have created and why it helps people learn languages so well? So the the main thing we're doing in our app, which is not... um... Like you don't have to use our app and I have DIY methods to do it that are like in my book about how do you just use Anki and pre-existing flashcard tools. So I, I want to make sure that this isn't just like, go buy my stuff. Like my stuff is good, <laughs> but there's other stuff out there. The thing that's really important though is that you're following the right, the right methodology, mm-hmm, that you're mm-hmm. taking the right steps and you're learning the right information. And so that I would say is the big shift that, that we do in our app, but also just the whole method does, regardless of what app you use. Okay. Um, and that has to do like half with flashcards and half with what you're learning. And what I mean by what you're learning is that I think a lot of people struggle with language learning because they're trying to memorize lots and lots of translations. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And translations suck. I mean, they're just, they're, they're so <laughs> hard to remember and they don't yeah. actually teach you all that much. Um, so, and yeah. it, it defeats the purpose of why we're learning a language. I mean, like everyone hits this this um, hurdle, this block, this wall so it, when one is studying a language where you start to get so frustrated because you're like, I, I can't stop translating. Like, yes. this is why my fluency is horrible and I am so slow when I respond because I'm still translating everything. But guys, think about it. Like, if you are trying to memorize English vocabulary with your first language translation right next to it, um, that's training your brain (laughs) to still be translating, to still go to your first language immediately, even if you're trying to speak English. So I love this. Okay. Like there's there's a story on that that I think is like really important because uh, my my first language that I actually succeeded at was German, not not any of the ones I listed. And I didn't learn it with flashcards. Mm -hmm. I was in it. I was in an immersion program where you sign a contract that says, if I speak one word that's not German, I get kicked out. Like, great, great, super painful program. Um, <laughs> that's why it's German. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure. joking. <laughs> By week two, I, I had no German coming into this program. Yeah. Two weeks in, I was dreaming in German, and so was everyone oh my gosh. else. That's and amazing. So we think that you have to, like, we just have to, oh, someday we're going to stop translating. Right. But like you can go five years into German and keep be translating, continue translating, or you could go two weeks into an immersion thing and stop translating within two weeks. My dreams were stupid. I didn't know a lot of German. I was just like, das ist blau, das ist auch blau. This is blue, that's also blue. Like just <laughs> stupid dreams. But I was thinking in German and like, that's a thing you right. can train from day one. And so like, I think sometimes people think the idea of like, okay, well, someday I'm gonna stop translating as like, well, once I know enough vocabulary, Mm-hmm, but it's right. a thing you can you can access from the beginning. 
And I think it's important for people to know that. I think human nature comes into this where we want to take the easy way out, right? So it's like, okay, this is my goal. I want to be fluent in English, right? So I'm going to fill out these worksheets and memorize this list of words because that's comfortable and it's it's easy. We do that in every subject in school. We're trained to do that, right? But guys, if that's not working, you have to try something else, right? So it comes back to the material, like you said, the authentic material and flashcards from that. Is that where we dr- we're supposed to make the flashcards from is discovering this these words from authentic material? So there's an example I usually use when I'm like uh, when I'm talking about this stuff, which is for me the word dog, for instance, is connected to uh, cat. It's connected to tail, wag. It's connected to um, even like grammar rules. Like I can, they're countable. Sure. I can say two dogs, but I don't say two monies. So mm-hmm. like there's automatic rules in my head about dog. Yeah. Um, there's pronunciation rules. If I want to make more than one dog, I add an S to it, but I pronounce a Z. Yeah. And I don't even think about it. I just do it. And sure. so like all that stuff is in dog. And if I tell you the Hungarian word for dog is kutyo, mm-hmm. what do you know about kutyo? That sounds like Cujo, like the Stephen King novel. Indeed it does. I'm going to remember that now. You will remember the word, <laughs> but what else would you know about kutyo? Do you know any of the other words around it? Do you know the grammar about it? Do you know how to make more than one, how to count them, anything? Mm-hmm. And like me telling you that translation was the, the most surface level thing I could teach you. And if you didn't catch that Cujo reference, you would have forgotten that word in like three seconds because sure. of that. Because it's all yeah. the depth that makes it so that something's memorable. Right. So when you engage with words, if I'm going to learn the word Cujo and I go on Google Images and I type in Cujo instead of dog, mm-hmm. and I look at what Hungarians choose for dogs because they're different. Right. And it's not an overlap. It's never a one-to-one overlap. Yeah. And I just decide I'm going to I'm going to go real simple. I'm not going to go for a sentence with Kutya, things like that, because that's what will connect it to things like Mochka cat and stuff like that. But I'm just going to go real simple. I'm going to just go word picture. Mm-hmm. That moment of me looking at the 20 Hungarian Kutyak and saying, huh, they choose different dogs than I do. <laughs> and saying, I'm going to choose the most surprising one in this list. I'm going to choose one that's a little more more normal to me. And I'm just going to get two examples of what Kutya looks like. And uh-huh. I'm going to stick that on a flashcard. That moment is the learning. So there there are so many linguistic principles around what you're discussing, right? Um, it, it comes back to context. It comes back to building the connections in your brain from the context. We, yep. we don't speak in isolated words. We speak in ideas, yep. right? So, okay. I could also go, go on for a long time digging yes. into the linguistic <laughs> aspects. But guys, let's get to the three tips for you to take notes on today because these are activities. These are actions you can take immediately to start increasing the words you remember and can use. Because guys, at the end of the day, that's why you're studying English. So you can use it to connect to other people. But let's start here. How do we learn these words before we use them? So we have three tips. Gabe has three tips for you today. Um, So what is the first tip for our students today, Gabe? If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. 
Factor provides ready-to-eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 5-0 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 5-0 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 5-0 to get 50% off. So the first tip has to do with what we were just talking about, which is make sure you have a rich learning stage mm. before you make a flashcard. Maybe that's while you're making the flashcard. Maybe it's about you looking for the right images, things like that. But like mm-hmm. you have to engage with the word. You have to like, and, and the more you engage with it, the more effective your flashcard is going to be. Mm-hmm. What flashcards do, the reason that they work is that they remind you about your first learning experience. Okay. And so your first learning experience could be I just downloaded a bunch of flashcards and this one says dog is the word for kutya and okay I guess I'll remember that. And like that is a, a really really small learning experience. It's not very interesting, mm-hmm. it's not very deep. I didn't think sure. about dogs really. I just tried to match some letters. Right. And so every time I see that flashcard in the future, the best it will do is remind me about that little moment of confusion I had when I was like, "What? Kutya? What is that? Flip dog?" <laughs> Okay, fine. We'll get to the next flashcard. That's yeah. the best it can possibly get to. Sure. Whereas if you're like with a tutor and you're talking about your kutya and you're like you're petting your kutya and you're like having this whole thing, and you're like, ah, you know, I want to know what the word is for this thing. And uh-huh. someone says it to you and you're like, oh, that's like kujo. And you just added another set of connections. And we sure. just had this conversation right. and like all that stuff. And then you make a flashcard about that. And maybe that's just a simple, you know, whatever, kutya and then a picture of a dog on the other side, whatever. Mm-hmm. then every time you see that flashcard, you're going to be reminded about all that stuff. And that's the value of it. That's w- what, what you get hit with every time you repeat that flashcard. So it's always proportionate to that first experience. Okay. So if I could break this down into a couple steps for our students listening, because I think when when we say flashcards, right, everybody has their, their own context because of their learning experience with the words flashcards, right? So, um, guys, we don't start with the flashcard and then memorize it and then learn it and use it. You start by discovering it in a context and then making the flashcard based on the situation, not just an isolated word from nowhere that you didn't come up with yourself. So, okay, I love this. So the flashcard is a second step, not a first step. And I also like this option. You don't have to just put the word and the translation. So Gabe, can you give us a couple examples of maybe some some interesting flashcards you've made? So there's the word we want to remember on the one side, right? We yes. can have a picture on the other side. Are there any other options that you could 
put on the other side to to get your brain to remember? So uh, now we're getting into nuance here. So two things. So I've got so many things. Uh, <laughs> first thing would be stick with pictures. This is actually jumping into the second thing, which okay. is make sure your flashcards okay. are built right. Um, nice. And so we can talk about the nuances there. So um, if you're going to have one flashcard, you can only have one flashcard for a word. If that's like your rule, you're like, man, I can only have one. Um, then what you want is one flashcard with just the word, no context okay, at all, just mm -hmm. D-O-G, whatever. And on the backside, you give it as much context as you possibly can. Okay. You give yourself pictures, you give yourself example sentences, you give yourself personal connections if you can put them. What's nice. your kutya's name? Yeah. Stick the name of that dog on, on the back of that flashcard, all that stuff. Give maybe the definition in English of that word, if you're learning okay. English. It's tons of stuff, just information overload on the backside so mm -hmm. that the front thing starts stimulating those kinds of sparks. How do you feel about this idea? How do you, how do you feel about yeah, yeah. On, on the back of the flashcard? Could we put the language tree? Because that's what I'm picturing when you're talking about these connections, right? We start with the word dog. Maybe that's the trunk. And then it branches off into tail and wag and all these pets, whatever. Um, what about putting that on the back of a, of a flashcard? Could we do Love that? It. So as long as it's in your target language, I love okay. it. Okay, awesome. Put as much target language stuff that relates to that thing as you yes. possibly can. If it's a book of stuff about dogs and you've read it, <laughs> stick it on there. That's great. Um, any kind of mnemonic tools, these sort of memory aids like the Cujo yes. thing you came up with, all that stuff is great and it belongs on the backside. Okay. And only ever the backside. Right. Uh, I've okay. seen people go in this direction where they're like, oh, Cujo, that's really cool. Dog plus like plus Cujo equals what? And you're like, ah, oh, you just you you're never gonna in the wild when you're talking to someone get the cue of like Cujo. Like no one's gonna yell that in your ear. Right. You have to yell it in okay. your own ear. And it only if you're gonna have stuff that that you're trying to get your brain to like, you know, yell in the back of your head, being like, hey, Cujo, sure. remember? Um, it's gotta go on the back side of your flashcards. Got it. Okay. That's if you're gonna do one. The thing that actually would would, would like I think is important here is that you shouldn't do one. You should do two. Um, you should do one like that, and you mm -hmm. should do another one that is a fill-in-the-blank sentence whenever you possibly can, or just a picture. Like the picture to dog thing, that's fine. But a, a, pic, a word like like uh, you know the blank was chasing the cat, mm -hmm. with a picture of a dog chasing a cat. Right. That kind of thing with the same content on the back, all the books and the mnemonics and the everything. Um, that kind of flashcard stimulates a different kind of knowledge, and okay. you want both of them. Yes. Awesome. So, so far guys, two flashcards per word, right? I love this. Um, and we're always trying to encourage students if they hit a, a block, if they hit a, a learning plateau to come at things from another perspective. And this is a great way to do that, guys. The more connections you have to a word or to an idiom, the more likely you are to remember that. Um, okay. So we've already dipped into point number two, right? how to build your cards properly. Um, do you recommend using digital cards or tangible real cards in the world? What do you think is, is more effective? So pros and cons, they're, they're both good. Uh, and it really depends on, it depends on who you are. There's some people, uh, I was just coaching someone recently who's just like, I don't like computers. I don't feel good about it. I, don't, I just don't like uh, this. They make me uncomfortable. The idea of like trying to do all this stuff. 
I'm like, great, don't use them. Why, why would you use them? Yeah. Don't, don't do that thing. Do the thing that feels good. Mm-hmm. The main thing that computers allow you to do, these sort of digital cards, is that when you're making two cards per word, they save you half the time. Right. Just okay. Copy paste. It's really easy. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to be talking about using cards with images instead of translations, mm-hmm. uh, you are limited by how well you can draw, or if you have a <laughs> do the glue stick thing, like you could do that. But like, it's really easy to go on Google Images and be like, dog, 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 done. Sure. Okay. And so I think for me, that ended up being enough pros to say, this is good. I'm going to go do the digital route. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, if you're a really tactile person and you you get a lot out of the writing process and like, yeah. honestly, you have some decent drawing skills. Uh, that drawing experience of you drawing that dog is a huge is a, is the learning experience. Like that's a moment where you're yeah. actually learning in a way that you copying and pasting is not. So there are real pros and cons to to evaluate there. Like there there's there's reasons to choose paper flashcards. Um, I guess for some some learning styles, right? If yes. if that's how you learn, for sure. Um, I like that though because um, we do have to play to our strengths and recognize what's not going to work for us. Um, I have students that are like forcing themselves to read The Economist or oh, something, God. and like no. in class, I'm like, "Do you actually enjoy that?" And they're like, right. "No, it's terrible." Like, well, you're not learning anything then. Right. Right. Um, um, and this is this is another great thing about finding an app um, like Fluent Forever, where um, it gamifies the process a bit, right? So it helps yeah. you engage and stay motivated. Okay, so let's get into tip number three. Why do they work so well? I guess we've already talked a little bit about this, but Gabe, like ultimately, why is this such a fantastic learning tool? So there's a few pieces of this thing. Um, one of those has to do with a thing called the testing effect, which is that if you read, let's say you're, you're just reading a word and its definition, and you compare that to you being tested on it and saying what, like, literally, the, you have option one, which is just, I have the front of the flashcard and the back of the flashcard in front of me. And the other option is just, I'm only seeing the front, and I have to press the button to see the back. Like, that's the only change. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The second thing, the one where you have to flip it, yeah, is five times more effective from your time uh, on your time than than the first one. You reading something, you just don't retain it very well. But right. the moment that you ask yourself, "Do I remember what we just said?" You know, literally right. the question of, "Hey, do you remember that word for dog that I mentioned a few minutes ago?" Yeah. Me asking that question, regardless of if it's on a flashcard or on a computer screen or whatever, mm-hmm. you having to look back in your memory just a few minutes and be like, what was that thing? Right. Is the the action of memorizing. Got it. We're often okay. not a taught in schools like, oh, we're supposed to memorize that. And we're like, how? Yeah. yeah. They don't t- teach us how, but the actual how is I have to store something. I have to have, I have to learn it once. Yeah. And the memorizing part is I have to go look for it without right. it being in front of me. That's it. You have to, you have to practice reaching for it before yes. it, you can spontaneously reach for it in a conversation, let's say. Yes. So like that flashcards, I don't care about flashcards as like a concept. They just have to be a convenient way to test yourself. Got it. Um, and so the testing thing is the key. And there's a, there's a phenomenon where like every time I test you, you will get better at that word. Yeah, um, sure. And so, but there are tests that are better than other tests. So if I ask you right now, like, let, well, let's do this for real. Like, do you remember that word for dog? 
I can't say I can't do that special sound you, That's you fine. did, but That's fine. it's Cujo. Great. Okay. <laughs> and so you got that thing, and I'm going to give the like the, the minor correction of it was Kutya, like ya, Kutya. Kutya. Great. Perfect. And then I can ask you this again of, hey, do you remember the Hungarian word for dog right now? And you uh -huh. can go, Kutya. Great. And like that second question, like that was a dumb question. Like I just asked you that three seconds ago. <laughs> Okay. But still, if you look at the at the studies behind this, because I asked you the question a second time, mm -hmm. you're going to remember that word for substantially longer. Sure. Which is yeah. crazy. That doesn't make it any sense to me. It's like the, the idea that I can ask you the easiest question in the world that I just asked you three seconds ago, and it makes a difference. But like, if I asked you that question instead of like an after three seconds, if I waited a minute, Mm -hmm. If I waited 10 minutes, if I waited three hours, mm -hmm. if I waited right before the moment that you forget it, that test is much more effective at keeping it in your long-term memory. And the lesson to be pulled from this is that the, we said that this moment of like reaching back and trying to find the thing in your yeah. head is the, is the process of memorizing. Right. When it's easy, you don't got to, you don't have to reach so hard. Sure. But when it's harder, you actually do. And it stretches these sort of these, these, muscles in your brain in some sense. And it, it, it digs it deeper. And so what you're looking for is if you're going to maximize efficiency and you want to say, okay, I want to spend the least possible time studying this thing uh -huh. and I want the most possible results, it's can I set up a thing where I've learned something well, I get asked the question, what is Kutya? I answer it right when it's kind of hard. And then can we get a system where it's going to figure out when it's going to be hard for me again and ask it to me then? And there are systems out there for this thing. Uh, there are computerized systems that will be automatic. There are also like uh, physical systems of paper flashcards where you just have like a bunch of boxes. Mm -hmm. And one box you look at every day and one box you look at every three days, et cetera. Um, and uh, there's, there's plans for that on my website on how to build them yourself. But um, you can do this with whatever. You do need a system though, because yes. you have so much to learn. Yeah. Languages I mean, are enormous. It's so big, so much data. <laughs> That like you spending time not using testing when testing is going to be five times more effective. Sure. Like, oof, that's super painful. <laughs> like why make your language five times harder? And also you like you not testing yourself at the moment when it's challenging, but you always testing yourself when it's hard, when it's easy because you're cramming. I mean, I'm just going to study right. a whole bunch for this one topic right before this test, and then I'm never going to touch it again. And we know that doesn't work. Everybody's doesn't experienced work. that. Right. <laughs> uh, so, like, you you missing out on that source of efficiency of being able to test yourself at the right time. Like, all these things are like, why why make a choice that makes your life harder? Right. When there are easier things available. So, okay, Gabe, I would like to summarize these three tips just quickly for our yep. listeners. But, guys... I would love you to go to Gabe's website. We're going to give you all of that information in just a second. And please apply a system. We need a system we can trust to learn this enormous language of English or any second, third, fourth language that you guys are after. Because I know we have some very talented people listening today. Um, so guys, real fast. 
come back to allersenglish.com, find this blog post, guys, of this episode. And also, this is being videoed, videoed as a verb, filmed for YouTube as well, guys. So find us on YouTube. Gabe has a, a gorgeous background that I would love you to experience. Um, so real fast, guys, three tips for flashcards. First up, don't make the flashcard first, right? You need to discover language in an authentic way listening to a podcast, watching a movie, right? However, you're discovering it and think, oh, I would love to learn this word. It's amazing. And then make the flashcard. And remember to make it properly in a way you can remember. And I love this system, two cards per word, one with the word by itself, one in a sentence, right? In that context. And then finally, guys, um, <laughs> There are so there is so much science behind why this works so well and the repetition and the review. This has to be part of your system and you could find out how to do this on Gabe's website. So without further ado, Gabe, where can students find you on the Internet? Um, just Google Fluent forever uh, or go to fluent-forever.com but google's easier so just do that <laughs> okay um and you have a book out as well it has the same title and that's actually what i would if if anyone is at a place where they can listen to this podcast comfortably mm -hmm. they should be able to read the book uh, and the, yeah. the book really delves into the science of all this stuff and helps you helps you optimize. It's just, it's an engineer's approach to language learning. It's just, I don't like inefficiency. Let's it. just find ways to be more efficient. Um, and I think, especially given the fact that, um, that for instance, like our app is not out yet for English. And so in terms of things that are just packaged and kind of work, like you have to kind of build it yourself. Sure. I think the book is a really nice way to get in there. And so for, for students who are like, whoa, that was cool. I want to know more about that or the details or are there other ways to kind of go faster? Mm -hmm. um, skip the app for now. Like we're, we're going to work on that thing, but like focus on the book thing. I think that's going to help people the fastest right now. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and if you are listening and you are an English teacher, I know we also have a lot of fans around the world that um, follow us. So guys, definitely try to employ some of these tactics in your lessons, guys. Review and repetition. I love it. Um, and if you are learning a language besides English, um, if you're going to work in Germany, for example, maybe, yes, people speak English in this global country company that you're working for, but guys, you're still going to be living in Germany or wherever you're headed to. Check out the Fluent Forever app, guys. If you are an All Ears English fan, there is a coupon code and a special discount. A 60-day trial? That doesn't even sound like a, a trial. That thing. is amazing. That's a um, real amount, yeah. <laughs> Gabe, how can students, um, how can students get that? They can go to the App Store. Uh, you'll find the Fluent Forever app in the App Store. Um, but if you're trying to get the All Ears uh, English discount thing, then you want to jump straight into uh, the code that should be on your blog post. <laughs> <laughs> and that is All Ears, all caps. Got it. I wrote it down. Well, okay. <laughs> Gabe, this has been so fun and I'm sure very enlightening for our students. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.